0: America and happy Wednesday. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We've got a great show for you today. Congressman Brian Babin, one of the leading voices on the insanity going on at our southern border down in Texas, down in Arizona. He's here to talk about the latest numbers. 2.4 million illegal immigrants across the border that we know of. 600,000 gotaways or estimated to have entered the country. That brings the total to 3 million, a total never before seen in American history. Top of that, you have 850 people, migrants who died trying to get into the country. They sweltered to death in heat. They drowned in rivers. They were murdered by heinous cartel couriers and human traffickers. Those are amazing tolls. And then more than 90 terrorists also crossed the country in a single year, more than crossed in the entire time that President Trump was in office. These are the sort of things that are resonating in the final days of the election, but it's one thing to highlight the problems and to run against them as a candidate in 2022. The question is, how do we fix it in 2023? And Congressman Brian Babin is going to bring that prescription to us. We're gonna talk about it. He's one of the most trusted voices in Congress when it comes to the border. He'll be at the table for any solution that Republicans impose through the budget process, through negotiation. With President Biden. And so those are important as always to have a guy at the table who's got the seat at the table to be a part of that conversation earlier. You're going to get an early heads up about what this is like. Then we're going to have a great conversation briefly with a good friend of mine, Leah Thomas. She is part of the International Hunters Education Association and they have incredible training sessions to be a responsible, safe firearm owner store, learn how to clean your gun, keep it from your children, store your ammunition properly, keep that muscle memory so that if you're ever, God forbid, required to use a gun in an emergency circumstance, your muscle memory kicks in. They have these amazing courses that I highly recommend. People take, I've taken them, I think they're amazing. And we're going to talk to her about how do you do that? What is involved? What is the key to having a firearm fundamentals training point of view. Make sure that you are trained the right way. Firearm safety, firearm responsibility, a storage, ammunition basics and storage, range safety and etiquette. You know, go to the range the first time, it can be intimidating. If you haven't done it before, the lingo is different. These training sessions get you up to speed on all of those very, very important safety and skill sets for being a responsible Second Amendment advocate, a responsible firearm owner. And all of these courses are at FF. Course.org. Let me give you that again, ffcourse.org, FF for Firearm Fundamentals, ffcourse.org. is going to talk a little bit how you get involved, what's involved, what are the trend lines, liability issues, there are some trend lines with ownership, and Leah is going to bring us up to speed. You're going to be a lot smarter on the Second Amendment after listening to her. She's an amazing, amazing resource and one of the great advocates, not only for a Second Amendment, but responsible Second Amendment ownership and execution. And I think that's important. People, when you, when you exercise your rights as a second amendment advocate, as an owner of a firearm, it comes with responsibility. We all know that we all share that philosophy. Leah is going to enrich us all with how we can do it the best possible way. ffcourse.org. Just remember that it's a really great deal. And they're supporting. I think it's $12 for a top of the line online class. You can do it in the privacy of your home. It is nothing, but. An extraordinary opportunity for anyone who wants to be a responsible firearm owner. All right. uh, Before we get to the commercial break and then Brian Babin then Leah Thomas, I wanted to quickly have a conversation about two well-known, long-serving Republicans and their perceived betrayals of the Republican Party. I'm referring to Karl Rove, former top advisor to George W. Bush, and of course, a super consultant extraordinaire in washington dc he is running ads in pennsylvania that actually promote the democrat attorney general shapiro for governor over the republican endorsed candidate doug mastriano who we've had on the show of course um a shocker right people think well is that a turncoat well he's not the only one doing something like that in alaska mitch mcconnell is running ads against the state GOP-nominated Senate candidate, Kelly Shabaka, by the way, also endorsed by President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, and instead trying to promote the Republican, who has often voted with Democrats, incumbent Senator Lisa Murkowski, two extraordinary Republicans taking action in the general election against their own party's nominees. And let me remind you of a little story. I don't think I've told this story in the podcast, but I think it's incredibly appropriate at this moment as you evaluate whether you think what Mitch McConnell and Karl Rover doing is appropriate. About a decade ago, a little over a decade ago, I had a chance to spend a day with former President George Herbert Walker Bush, 41 as we knew him, the man who was the vice president for Ronald Reagan and the president during the fall of the Berlin Wall. And the demise of the Soviet Union. And I asked him somewhere in this long interview and day of just, you know, spending with an elder statesman, what was the best piece of advice Ronald Reagan ever gave you? And he said to me, John, I remember like it was yesterday, I got to tell you. It was right after we ended the bitter 1980 primaries. Remember, Bush was competing against Ronald Reagan, trying to defeat him for the GOP nomination in 80. And then Ronald Reagan surprised the Republican Party. I think he surprised George H.W. Bush by saying, I'm going to pick my former rival to be my vice president. We're going to unify the party. Reagan was of the more conservative wing of the party. Bush was of the more centrist, liberal, less conservative wing of the party, and he brought them together. And right after they came together, according to President George Herbert Walker Bush, God rest his soul, he said, Reagan looked up to me and said, George, can I ask you a favor? And he said, Ronnie, anything, anything you want. And he said, for God's sake, the next time you pull the pin on a hand grenade, when you're in our own foxhole, for God's sakes, throw it on the bad guys, throw it on the Democrats. A very piece of funny advice from Ronald Reagan, but serious advice, which is Republicans should never blow up Republicans, particularly in the general election. It's one thing during the primary when you're competing. Republicans should never blow up Republicans. Democrats should never blow up Democrats going into election. Those are the sage rules of politics. And in most elections, it works. But in the era of Donald Trump, you see all of these Instances now where establishment Republicans want to take out a MAGA Republican. And I don't think Ronald Reagan would look kindly upon that based on the advice George Herbert Walker Bush told me once he got from the 40th president of the United States. So keep that in mind as you think about what we've written about Karl Rove, about Mitch McConnell. Pretty extraordinary acts by senior trusted Republicans. When you're an elder statesman in the party, much comes with that responsibility. I think history will look back and and the voters will look back and make a decision whether what Mitch McConnell and Karl Rove has done is appropriate or not. All right, We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Brian Babbins up first, followed by Leah Thomas we're going to have a great discussion about the border, followed by a great discussion about the Second Amendment and how to be a responsible gun owner in America. That's important. Storage, safety, cleaning, protecting children, knowing how to use your weapon appropriately in an emergency, muscle memory, all that in the second half of the podcast. All right, let's take that quick commercial break here from our amazing sponsors and our amazing advertisers and partners. We'll be right back with Congressman Brian Babin from the great state of Texas. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy When they're needed most donors trust offers donor advised funds or giving accounts you can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart tax advantaged aligned with your values and private donors trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor advised fund. Go to donorstrust.org slash justnews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advised fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's donorstrust.org justnews. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. When I need to know about what's going on at the border, there's no more trusted voice in Congress in Washington, quite frankly, in the country than our next guest. Congressman Brian Babin from the great state of Texas has been a clarion voice on the dangers of the Biden open border and also one of the problem solvers coming up with solutions on how we can close this down and get security back in America. And he joins us right now. Congressman, great to have you back on the show.
1: John, always good to be with you, and absolutely, I can tell you, on the border issue, uh, there's no more greater threat uh, than the open border of Joe Biden and the Democrats and Secretary Mayorkas uh, to the, our national security, or our solvency, and it, the, the numbers are just simply getting worse. That's what's happening.
2: Yeah,
0: and you know what? When the numbers came out late on Friday night, I think it was 11.45 Eastern time when they dropped the numbers Classic Friday night dub. I started looking at them. I said, these are exactly what Congressman Babin was predicting. We'd end the year at 2.4 million illegal migrant crossings, 600,000 gotaways, 90 plus terrorists, 850 migrants die trying to get into the country. All numbers that you were warning were going to be right in that range. What does it say about the human consequence and toll of the Biden policies?
1: The Biden policies, we're being told, are so humane, so humanitarian. We heard their, their absolute over-the-top uh, criticism of President Trump's uh, border policies about how they were inhumane and in keeping children locked up in cages, when absolutely what we're seeing today on this border is so hypocritical to hear them talk about the Biden administration versus the Trump administration. Uh, it is worse and worse and worse we, we, I, I think America, John, is suffering from an acute lack of wise leadership like at no other time in U.S. history, not only on the border but every other issue as well, the economy, inflation, uh, our crime uh, a wave, uh, the vaccine mandates, the workforce shortages, nuclear war, uh, uh, just so unbelievable that we're talking about nuclear possible, uh, nuclear strikes from uh, from Russia and then the Iranian nuclear deal. But uh, on the border, uh we have more and more 14,000 pounds of deadly fentanyl has been seized in this fiscal year alone. That's that is it's almost more than you can scarcely uh, conceive of 7 tons of fentanyl uh being made into candy-like uh tablets and uh and, uh and pills uh, to try to to try to you know lure children. That's the only thing you can say. All uh, have been enabled by the Biden administration, and uh, no one has probably enriched or empowered the cartels more uh, than Secretary Mayorkas and Joe Biden and these Democrats on our border. And it is simply, as you said, I mean we've had deaths. Uh, how many people have to die before this uh, this president realizes, and the American people see, 856 migrants themselves have been have been have been found dead on the border uh, in fiscal year 22, and 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 quite frankly, in less than 30 days of the new fiscal year that we're in now, since we're in October, 25 more migrants have already passed away in in in, in about two weeks. It is unbelievable what we're seeing. And all they need to do is to start re-implementing the solutions uh, that the uh, Trump administration really worked so hard on, negotiations with Mexico, uh, with uh, the Central American countries, and Title 42, finish this border wall, do all the things that we're already on on track to do, but they will not do it, John they have an ideology, they have a, a, an agenda, a strategy to bring in more and more people, and they don't give a hang about how many Americans die, uh, over 100,000 from fentanyl overdoses, the, the migrants themselves, nearly 900, uh, and really the, the expenditures of what our federal, our, our government is spending on uh, on these migrants, on these illegals, on the crime and the public health and everything else. Listen, Americans are angry, John. We're already started early voting down here in Texas now, and I'm just going to say get out and vote, folks, because this regime in Washington today is killing America.
0: It is unbelievable to see how much change America has gone through in less than 24 months under Joe Biden. And all of the change, according to the polls, is wrong. Americans are rejecting every aspect of it. The oil and gas prices, inflation, crime, transgender policy. One of the things that I know you keep a close eye on, you served our country in the military before serving it in Congress. We always have kept our strategic petroleum reserve as an emergency stockpile. New numbers just came out a few minutes ago. We're down. From 700 million barrels when Donald Trump gave the keys to Joe Biden to 405 million, the lowest total we've seen since the 1970s. How concerning is it that we don't have that safety valve anymore for oil?
1: It's extremely concerning to me. I, I, I'll tell you, it's reckless. It's irresponsible. It's incredible. As I as I started out our our, our segment to uh, in our conversations today. Never has leadership been so foolhardy, so reckless, so irresponsible, so unaccountable. Because other than a few outlets like you, John, the American people just don't simply don't get the uh, the real news. And uh, the economy uh, is tanking. Uh, and to remove 195 million barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve, which is there for the purpose of national security, emergencies, and crises, and this is not a national uh, security crisis. This is a political crisis for the uh, Democratic Party, and that is the reason they're trying trying—they're removing uh, these millions of barrels of uh, our strategic petroleum reserve. To try to artificially lower the price of of gasoline right before the election is so transparent And I'm hoping so much that the American people will see right through this for what it is. It's a sham. And the skyrocketing cost of goods and services are costing the average American household now over $8,000 more uh, uh, over the next 12 months. Uh, They're going to pay a lot more to stay warm this winter, American citizens. uh, Probably more so than in the last 25 years our savings are down by 83%, wages are down, 78% of Americans now describe the economy as poor, and yet Joe Biden, as he slurped on an ice cream cone uh, in his fantasy world, has said that our economy, quote, is strong as hell. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous to hear these types of things.
0: Yeah, it really is stunning to watch. You aren't just about highlighting the problems. You always are working to create constructive solutions. When we look at the border, it's been so decimated in the security posture that it had when Joe Biden got the keys. What are some of the things a Republican Congress said that clearly looks like Republicans could gain control of the House? They can do in budget negotiations and in, in discussions with the president or in passing legislation to tighten up this border quickly before we have a big terror attack or something else like that.
1: Well, it's just a matter of time. I mean, we've already uh they're they're catching people right and left on this border. Uh I think uh you know, people on the terrorist watch list, there's uh, uh there's just so there there you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of people on the terrorist watch list. People from nations of concern uh, potential terrorism. They're coming across. It's not a matter of if, but when we're going to be hit again. Uh, by a major terrorist attack inside this country. And and yet Biden just simply closes his eyes, as the Democrats simply do. Uh, the um, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, who is, I mean, he's Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security and, and allowing what's happening before our eyes over the last 22 months. And when we hear, uh, this is why I'm in favor of impeaching Secretary Mayorkas, if you look at the definition uh, of what operational control means, because Secretary Mayorkas said and testified under oath that he had operational control of our border, well, let me tell you something. Secretary, uh, excuse me, Section Two A of the Two Thousand Six Security uh, Secure Fence Act. That definition says uh, secure the operational control means that you are preventing. The entry of unlawful, uh, uh, illegals, uh, terrorists, narcotics, and contraband. And so for Secretary Mayorkas to under oath with a ball, with a, uh, a straight face and tell us a bald faced lie that he has operational control of our border, that really is so far over the top. The man absolutely needs to be removed from office. And that is going to be one of the things that I think we're going to be looking at real, real closely. But as far as solutions go, they're—they're. Uh, they're, I mean, it's just common sense. What we do on the border issue alone, we've got to—we've uh, got to complete the border barrier. All of those materials are still down there, paid for uh, by the Congress of the United States, and we've got to—we've got to reinstitute. Uh, remain in mexico or eight uh m p p we've got to uh, uh you know we cannot discontinue title forty two uh we can still turn people back we've got to stop this catch and release we have to start deporting people who have already had their day in court and given orders to be removed from uh from the country in, in deportations uh we've We've got, and as far as our economy goes, for goodness sakes, and our our gasoline, there are 4,400 permits waiting to be approved by the federal government, so we can start cranking up our exploration and production of oil and gas, uh, and get rid of this uh, horrible, uh, these prices that people have to pay for their diesel, for their gasoline, for heating oil, Uh, and we've got to repair our economy or fight this inflation. We've got to lower the cost of a of living. We've got to make America energy independent again. And we've got to strengthen our supply chain and, for goodness sakes, end our dependence on the evil regime of communist China. We must do these types of things. And I can tell you, we've got a great plan called the Commitment for America. It's patterned after uh, the uh, contract for America uh, back during the uh, uh, when, when Newt Gingrich
0: became the. Uh, Speaker back in 94, uh, right? Yeah. That's
1: right. 1994. I was trying to trying to recall from memory. It was 1994 when, uh, for the first time in about four decades, the Republicans had, had the majority in the House under Newt Gingrich as our speaker. And we have the same thing this time. In fact, Newt Gingrich has been, uh, he has been sitting at the table. He has been helping us, uh, our conference and our leadership, to come up with this, with this new plan. And I think it's going to be a plan that will help this country get past these foolish errors that I think the Biden administration has made. And we're in early voting right now. Please, everyone listening to this, go vote. Go vote. There are people who are upset, they're angry, or losing money, they don't know how they're going to to uh, keep their families warm, and they're going to have to make decisions on whether they're buying medicine, gasoline, uh, or, uh, or, you know, uh, uh, buying their, uh, their food down at the grocery store. Everything is going through the ceiling. So go vote, folks. I think this is the most important election we've ever seen, John.
0: Yeah, that it is, I think. And it seems that people are acting that way, too. Early voting's up, Republican voters way up in many of the states. And interestingly, Democratic voters down, they may be a little demoralized by the record that Joe Biden and the Congress created. You mentioned the impeachment. You mentioned some of the things that could happen. Are you confident your leadership will allow these votes to occur so that the will of the people can be heard on the floor of the Congress?
1: Well, you know, we want to be very careful about just blanket impeaching everybody that we don't like. Uh, we, don't, we're, we want to be very cautious about that uh, because there are things that need to be done. There are absolutely policies that need to be put in place, bills that need to be voted on and brought to the floor that were disallowed from coming to the floor by Schumer and by, by Nancy Pelosi, uh, common sense remedies and solutions uh that they seem to just their 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 socialist hard left radical left uh ideology has prevented them from seeing the uh the these solutions in a commonsensical way, and so I think we've we've got to get back to business we need to get back to regular order we need to let these uh the committees of the House of Representatives work the way they 're supposed to our appropriations committees our twelve approach bills uh things that should have been going on the last 22 months uh we've got we we have to make sure that we're supporting our law enforcement officers uh the harebrained schemes of of uh you know defunding police demonizing them uh, letting criminals out of jail uh, keeping an open border with criminals and and uh, terrorists coming across these are all just common sense tells you that any leader an elected official uh, that doesn't see this needs to be removed from office. And I think the American people are going to do this. And I think that our leadership, uh, I've sat, I, I was on the task force when it comes to uh, coming up with solutions for our uh, our border security. And uh, we've got common sense solutions, and I mentioned some of them uh, just a second ago. As far as impeachment, I can tell you, Uh, that there are many of us in the House, and I think the leadership has already signed on to a uh, letter that uh, um, my friend and colleague Jim Banks from Indiana and I uh, uh, initiated to remove uh, Secretary Mayorkas from office. And I'll tell you, the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, uh, he has lied under oath. He has, has shown a double standard of justice. Uh, he has treated uh, people much differently based on their ideology and their their party affiliation. The MAGA crowd, the pro-Trump people, uh, they have been severely, severely, uh, I think, chastised and and uh, and really just just mistreated compared to what we've seen in infractions of the law by uh, Democrats, notably the son of our, of our president of the United States. He's been treated so differently from every other person who has been a Republican or pro-Trumper or somebody that believes uh, that's uh, pro-life or pro-Israel or pro-Second Amendment, treated totally different by this Department of Justice. So I think we need to look at Merrick Garland as well.
0: Yeah, those are the people. When I talk to a lot of members of Congress, those are the first two names that come up. There's no doubt about it, sir. Well, one of the things we know for certain, all the new members of Congress are going to be able to come to you and get those smart border solutions. You played such a big role in creating the Commitment with America's border solutions. And next year, we'll get a chance to finally see those be implemented, which will be great. Sir, it's an honor to have you on the show, as it always is.
1: Yes, sir, John. I appreciate you. you getting the real news out there. I, I thank you for that. Well, that
0: means a lot coming from you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck in the elections. We'll get you back on right after election day to figure out when the real work begins. <laughs> Absolutely. Go vote. That's a good piece of advice. All right, sir. Thank you very much, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or visit tnusa.com/justnews. That's tnusa.com/justnews. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a bike All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Everybody knows I'm a big Second Amendment fan. I grew up in a household full of cops, and we were always around guns, but we were always in a safe situation with guns. My dad never came home without putting his gun and locking in the locker right away. Ammunition was always locked up, and we learned the respect for the firearm from the moment we were young children, and that has carried on through my whole life. And my next guest helps bring that sentiment, helps bring that training, that safety mindset, that appreciation for the Second Amendment. And into everyone's homes. Leah Thomas works for the International Hunter Education Association. And of course, they have these extraordinary training sessions I've been talking about on air. And I want to welcome Leah back to the show. Leah, great to have you back on the show.
2: John, thank you so much for having me back.
0: What you do, what your organization does with the Southeastern Outdoor Fish and Wildlife Agencies that help promote and sponsor these training is so important because we're busy. We want to be gun owners. A lot more people are becoming responsible gun owners but building that muscle memory, building that constant reminder about safety and security is so important. And these courses make it easy, right? You're right at in your own home. You can practice muscle memory, safety, security. Tell us a little bit about what happens when someone goes through these great courses.
2: Yeah, John, when someone comes to us, we are assuming that they don't know very much about firearms at all. We tailor the courses to the individual disciplines. So we have a rifle, shotgun, and pistol module that americans can take and we walk them through everything from the function of the firearm to the range that the different calibers and um, things will shoot we walk them through thorough cleaning processes we walk them through even things like what they can expect about their first trip to the range because it can be really intimidating if you've never gone to the range before there's a lot of lingo
0: great points
2: so we just try to p- to prepare them for uh, basic firearms ownerships. And one of the main focal points that we have in addition to all of those other things is just safe storage, keeping guns secure, keeping them out of the hands of kids uh, and people that may be unstable. So important, um, even though you may have one gun, to keep it locked up in an effective manner.
0: Yeah, it's so important. And if if someone knows of a fellow firearm owner, and they know they haven't gotten the training, well, get them on the sny, get them off the sny, get them doing this. It's $12 a month. It's so easy to go to ffcourse.org. You sign up, you can pick your course. And you learn in the comfort of your own home and you develop that skill set at your pace, at your schedule, which I think is so important. And by the time you ever get out to a range, you are so much more comfortable. There's a fun dynamic going on in the Second Amendment world, in the firearm ownership world. Women are increasingly becoming firearms. Owners are becoming well-trained. This is a new dynamic in the last decade. And tell us a little bit how it manifests itself, even in the training that you're all doing.
2: Well, it's interesting, John, because as we developed these courses, one of the things that we did try to keep in mind was females and keeping them approachable because we when we we put these courses together because we had a high number of students that were taking hunter education that weren't converting to hunters and thought, why is this happening? So we surveyed our audience and we learned that about 20% of our audience was taking hunter education as a firearm safety course. Now, as a side note, depending upon the region, 30 to 35% of our students are female. And so it occurred to us that with 42% ownership of firearms being female, and our Hunter Ed numbers dramatically climbing. I mean, I remember 10 years ago, we were lucky to get 12% of our students to be female. um, That there could have been some correlation between the number of females that were taking Hunter Ed for firearm safety in the comfort of their own home, and maybe not making it out into the field, a lot of lot of reasons, obviously. The real reality is we have a lot of new firearms owners that um really need to be aware of the the safe handling of the purchase that they've just made.
0: Yeah, such an important mindset. It's so important and, you know, People say, well, it's great to training, but it's really a luxury. Not really, because if a firearm's stolen from your home and it's used in a crime, liability can be sent back to you, the gun owner, for not properly storing the gun. So there are real Financial liability issues beyond just personal responsibility to do this. Talk a little bit about the culture of safety that you build through these courses and why it's so important for everyday people.
2: Well, I mean, we know that every 26 seconds a home is broken into in the United States. We know that the number one place that people steal firearms from is cars. And I think that people don't necessarily consider that when they're purchasing their firearm the number one reason that people are taking our course is to gain a better understanding of safe gun ownership as well as personal and family protection. And it's so critical to understand that just buying the gun isn't going to protect you from the bad guy and having it and not storing it properly is not going to protect the gun from the bad guy. So we have a lot of reasons that we need to teach people, um, Say firearms handling and storage and help them understand that this is, I mean, you have to take driver's training to drive a car and no one talks about automobile deaths on a regular basis. If you're going to buy a firearm, don't you think you should have some firearms training
0: too? That's right. It's such a basic concept. And yet we get busy. We think, oh, just because we own the firearm, we're safe. And in fact, that's not true. The inability to know how to use a gun in a crisis actually can be a hindrance rather than an opportunity for safety. And so I When people go through this course, muscle memory is one of the things that I I know myself personally. It's so important to just be familiar with your weapon to be not only safe, but accurate and be able to use it in a moment of crisis when emotion and adrenaline are going on. Talk about some of the values and the concepts that these courses train that make someone comfortable even in a moment of crisis.
2: Well, we really try to teach the basics of, um, of shooting. Um, we focus a lot on stance. We focus on um, how to best hold the firearm, how to pocket, like a shotgun, how to pocket a shotgun regularly. Um, we talk a lot about getting to the range with regular training. We do touch on dry fire training, which a lot of people, if they're a brand new firearms owner, don't even know about. Like, you can practice trigger control and muscle memory in the comfort of your own home with an unloaded firearm. And the more you do that, the more frequently You do develop the muscle memory so that when you do have a live round in there, it's just your body doing the work. It's not your brain having to think about, oh, my gosh, what are the next steps? How do I take this off of safety? How do I unholster it in a safe manner? And so we really are focused on giving the basic foundation for training and then encouraging get to the range, get to the range. If you can't get to the range dry fire, those types of things.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's an easy routine to get into, and it just becomes so beneficial. Gun hygiene, so important to keep guns and firearms properly maintained. I know that's a big part of the training. Talk a little bit about the culture of training people to make sure that they take good care of their firearm, that it's in operating fashion when they need it.
2: Well, many times people don't think about um, what, especially if they're shooting regularly, or they live in a damp area or somewhere, they just don't think about, about fouling and buildup and how over time that can cause your firearm to be inaccurate um, or maybe not function at all if it's a semi-automatic if it gets 230 and the slide doesn't slide properly you can have a misfire and a misfire in a situation if you bought your firearm for personal protection is a complete waste of of your time and effort and having to try to protect yourself so we actually are working very closely with hoppies right now and uh re- building some very in-depth video that we'll be adding to the course here in the next month or so, but we definitely have a solid module in there now. Our next modules we're introducing will have actual takedown tactics and help people understand what what parts of the gun really need cleaned from A to Z. So, And the different ways to do it. There's so many different ways um, now. It's not just a Rod and a brush. We have boar snakes and all kinds of other tools out there that um, make it really easy and and quick for farms owners to ensure that they take care of this investment that they've made.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you want that cleaning to become instinctual, that you know how to do it and it's easy and it doesn't feel like a labor. It feels like something you do because it's well endowed in your memory and your skill set. There's this great alliance. I mean, obviously you at International Hunter Education Association do such great work and you've created these courses and you've continued to adapt them so that they're really meaningful to the everyday user. And you're partnered with really some of the great Outdoor fish and wildlife agencies in the southeastern part of the United States. Talk about that partnership, what southeastern outdoor fish and wildlife agencies have brought to the table, and then, of course, what IHEA, your, your organization, International Hunter Education Association, brings in this great partnership.
2: Yeah, I mean, our goal to, in working together is to create obviously safe firearms owners. We have a lot of wonderful partners in the southeast. They have ranges um, that they want people to go to. They want to create safe hunters and they want to create safe shooters. And so, you know, the objective was let's work together to build some to build a funding module to launch these courses so that we can really make an effective splash in our in the areas that um they're funded within. And so we were we received a grant from the main association of fish and wildlife agencies to to promote these courses. But you know, the reality is what we want to do is people who take farm fundamentals, we want to be able to also introduce them to range programs and to other things in their area that, again, can just help them become safe and responsible firearms owners and, and do it in an environment that's fun and comfortable and introduces them to all the other great things that come with owning a firearm. Um, as you probably know, the Practical Shooting Association, female memberships grown dramatically, and that's a really fun game environment that will also teach people how to have a, a strong personal protection skills. And there's clay target programs and ranges with trap and skeet and sporting clays. And there's just so many ways to enjoy firearms that I think that um, many people don't think about if they're only buying their firearm for personal or family protection. And we just really want them to enjoy that particular Um, discipline and not just a I want to defend myself kind of way but there's a lot of really cool things you can do out there and every time that Americans spend time taking a hunter ed course or spend time on a range with some instruction or mentoring or use ranges in in the southeast they get grant dollars to continue to produce clean water in their states and protect wildlife so it's kind of like a big giant circle of caring about people and the environment that the course provides, which doesn't really feel that way when you think about a firearm safety course. But the the net net is we want to continue to produce safe firearms owners and use a lot of those dollars to help fund our um, hunting and fishing resources.
0: Yeah, it's so important to build this culture. And it's interesting because we're all busy and it's easy to kick things down the road. And I think what makes this training unique to me from any other form of training i've taken is it's just so easy to do in your home i, I also have an iTarget target pro so i like to practice at home with that and so Building that into your repertoire, it's so much easier. You don't have an excuse. I want to get to the range, but the kids got soccer game. You don't have that excuse. You can do it at home. You can do it at night. You can do it on the weekend. I think that it makes the repetition of training much more tolerable to build into your schedule. It's such a unique asset. We're in hunting season. It's a good time to be thinking about a gun owner in your family or in your among your friends. You can give a gift, right? You can gift these training uh, things by paying the $12. What are some unique ways to for people to spread the word to their families and friends who are also Second Amendment fans and, and love firearms to make sure that they get enlisted and do these training seminars and get up to speed?
2: You know, I, I think we just tell them about the course and tell them that we're concerned about them being safe firearms owners and not in a way that's degra- degrading or anything, but org is the landing page for the courses. You could go on and pick the course for the friend or family member that bought a firearm and maybe doesn't have any training. Just put their name into it and create a password and then send it over to them and they can take the course in their own time. I know from talking to a lot of different media outlets and just people, we all have people in our lives that maybe it's your elder neighborly mom down the street, their friend down the street that bought a firearm because she wanted self-defense, but it's probably been sitting hopefully in a safe since she bought it because she's really not comfortable with it. And so I really encourage people like, let's be proactive about it. We all care as firearms owners about safe firearms ownership. And if we all just picked one person and said, man, I know that Bob needs some firearms training, It's 12 bucks. That's like, not even that's a latte, right? Right. So, exactly. <laughs> let's just gift the latte to Bob and maybe if he just spends even a couple hours and a few of the modules that will help him be a better firearms owner. How much is that worth?
0: Yeah, that is a great gift to give and it allows everybody to celebrate the joy of being a firearm owner and also knowing that you have more safety around you because you've spread the word. It's such a great course It's infused with all of the laws of the states that have been involved in this. So if you're in the Southeast, you've got a lot of the great concepts that are in each of those great firearm states in the Southeast. It's really a remarkable thing. Firearm Fundamentals is the name of the course ffcourse.org, folks, is the way to get in. This is the best 12 bucks you're going to spend all year or the twelve best 12 bucks you'll give as a gift this year because you're giving the culture of safety and knowledge to someone who can use it. You never know when that moment's going to come to be called upon to use your firearm in a safe way. So what a great thing, Leah. Parting words as we get into the late end of the year. How quickly and easy is it to get online to do these courses? I, I found it incredibly easy and simple to do, but no excuses. It's a pretty easy way to go, isn't
2: it? It 100% is. And like you said, the best part is go at your own rate. We estimate the course maybe takes, depending on how fast you roll through it and if you go through every single video a couple of hours, Um, but you can hop around through the modules and view the sections that you only might be interested in as well. So super easy, super adaptable to anybody that needs a little bit of a brush up or just doesn't even know what, what to expect
0: yeah I've had a gun for a long time. I've been trained lots of different dot times, but I found things in each of the courses handgun, rifle, shotgun that really refresh your recollection or just give you a new way of thinking about safety or security or storage or even, you know, even the basics of ammunition storage. A lot of people don't think about that. It's very important to store your ammunition in a safe and smart way. And I, I felt like, uh, boy, it tickled four or five of my memories. I'm like, no, that's a good thing. I got to keep that in the, the front of my brain next time. And so really great, simple learning. And they're fun courses. You come out and you feel good. Like, oh, that was a fun experience. Really, really impressed, Leah, what you guys have done with this. Folks, check it out, ffcourse.org. Really easy to remember, ffcourse, as in firearm fundamentals, ffcourse.org. Go sign up today. Do it before the end of the year. Be smart. Give it as a gift. It's a great gift. It's a gift that'll keep on giving. Leah, we love what you do. It's been an honor to have you on a couple times this year in the podcast. We'll keep getting people to this great destination and get them better trained because I know it's a great gift to give on.
2: John, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate all the hard work you do out there for Second Amendment. And we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season if we don't talk to you before then.
0: Uh, You as well. Thanks so much. And thanks for what you guys have done with this course because it really is enjoyable. We love it a lot. Folks, go check it out one more time. I'm going to remind you, ffcourse.org. That's pretty easy to remember. Spread the word and get all of your loved ones trained. It's an excellent, excellent way to be a responsible firearm owner. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Just News. That's TNUSA.com slash Just News. Hey folks, John Solomon here from John Solomon Reports. I'm proud to be on the iHeartRadio app Every day with my podcast, with the news that we bring, the exclusive interviews. And you know what else is great? You can listen to any I radio station anywhere in the country inside this free app. Heart App Radio. If you don't have it right now, the iHeart Radio app is a winner. Be sure to download the free iHeart Radio app today and start streaming your favorite radio stations, your favorite podcasts, and your favorite music playlists right from the iHeart Radio app. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Just the News. So excited you could join us today. A big thank you to Congressman Babin for joining us and having a really robust discussion about the border. And of course, Leah Thomas, that was an amazing discussion about how to become a better, smarter, better trained, more security conscious, safety conscious, Second Amendment advocate, gun owner, ffcourse.org. Just keep that in mind. Uh, $12, you can give it as a gift for Christmas. You can... Go yourself. Yeah, you might say, I know everything about guns. You know what? Refreshing your recollection once a year is a great thing. That's what they do with law enforcement. You got to go to the range every year as a police officer. My father, my brother had to do that. You had to requalify. There's a reason you do that so that you are well-practiced, well-versed. Your muscle memory is there to take over in an emergency circumstance. And your consciousness of how to store sa- safely the ammunition and gun in your own home, how to store it safely in the transportation if you're transporting in the car, All of those are very, very important things, and we get the chance to practice that in the great uh, new courses that Leah told us about, ffcourse.org. Don't forget that. Well, have a great night, everyone. We're thinking of you. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News.
3: Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah, it's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA employs brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call one 245 6000 That's one 800 245 Two four five six thousand, or visit taxnetworkusa.com/slash-victor. Taxnetworkusa.com/slash-victor.
0: You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress, like I do, a doctor formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution.